No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Jeremiah, where the prophet laments over Judah. The day of the Lord's fierce anger is coming. And then what will they do? We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. We are told in Scripture that judgment is God's strange work. I, for one, am thankful for that. But it is a work that he ultimately does come to. And in Jeremiah chapter 4, we see where the prophet Jeremiah was prophesying about what was going to happen when Babylon would come in into the land of Judah and would invade it and take the people captive. And nobody but Jeremiah was seeing this. All of the false prophets were saying, oh, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. The Babylonians aren't going to come and invade us. So Jeremiah was the lone prophet having to give a very difficult message to people who really didn't want to hear it. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 19. Oh, my soul, my soul, I am pained in my very heart. My heart makes a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because you have heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war, destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is plundered. Suddenly my tents are plundered and my curtains in a moment. How long will I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Now, Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes that there is a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. As Jeremiah saw the Babylonian invasion that was soon to come upon the land, he could not help but cry out in anguish for his people. There is a time to weep over others. I believe that before we can become reapers of souls, we must first become weepers of souls. And I pray that God would break my heart for the things that break his heart. I pray that God would break my heart over other people who need him, who are lost, who are far away from him, and who are destroying their lives. I pray that God would grant to me the grace of tears. Jeremiah had tears. He was known as the weeping prophet. And he said, Oh, my soul, my soul, I am pained in my very heart. The Hebrew word that is translated soul here is actually the word for intestines or bowels. You see, the Hebrews believed that this was the seat of the deepest emotion. Jeremiah prophesied against Jerusalem, but he also lived there. His knowledge that his beloved city and nation would soon be destroyed brought the deepest pain to his heart. Jeremiah had heard the sound of the trumpet and the alarm of war. He had seen the destruction upon destruction that was certainly coming. He had felt the plundering of every home and every tent by the enemy. No one else was aware, but Jeremiah was not only aware, but he couldn't keep silent. In John Bunyan's classic work, The Pilgrim's Progress, Christian, the lead character, opens the book, the Bible, and reads. Immediately, he begins weeping and trembling. What shall I do, he cries. He goes home and addresses his family. 
Oh, my dear wife, and you, the children of my bowels, I, your dear friend, am in myself undone by reason of a burden that lieth hard upon me. Moreover, I am certainly informed that this our city will be burnt with fire from heaven, in which fearful overthrow both myself with thee, my wife, and you, my sweet babes, shall miserably come to ruin, except the which yet I see not some way of escape can be found whereby he may be delivered. You see, that's the heart of those whose eyes have been opened to see the deception of sin, the destruction of this world, and the ultimate judgment of God. So Jeremiah asked, how long will I see this standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Now that could mean that it was the constant premonition that he had, or it could also mean that the war would drag out for many years, trying the prophet's ability to endure without dying of a broken heart. Verse 22, for my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are silly children and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. Like any good parent, God desired his children to be wise, but instead they were foolish and silly and they had no understanding. They had not known him. Salvation and righteousness must begin with first knowing the Lord. But they didn't. Now from the Garden of Eden, man's problem is that he longs for the knowledge of evil. But this knowledge always brings the bitterness of sin and sorrow and death. That is separation from God and from others. How we need God to purify our minds and hearts from the evil of our flesh and this world. Oh, that people would crave knowledge and understanding of God and of spiritual things. Because the evil things, they may last for a moment, they may bring pleasure in the moment, but they will soon pass away and leave regret. But the things of the Spirit endure forever, bringing abundant life and no regrets. I beheld the earth, and indeed it was without form and void, and the heavens, they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and indeed they trembled, and all the hills moved back and forth. I beheld, and indeed there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens had fled. I beheld, and indeed the fruitful land was a wilderness, and all its cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. Jeremiah saw the desolation that was coming to Judah. It would undo the works of creation. Now, immediately this pointed to the Babylonian invasion, but that would be simply a dress rehearsal for the future judgment of God that will come upon the entire earth. Jeremiah compares God's act of destruction with his act of creation in Genesis 1. As the earth was without form and void in the beginning, so it would be once again. As the heavens had no light at first, so darkness would permeate the earth at the end. The hills and mountains would tremble and shake. The prophet Haggai also spoke of this. Haggai 2.6 says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, and I will shake heaven and earth, 
the sea and the dry land. The book of Revelation also speaks of this shaking, a shaking so severe that every island and mountain will be moved from its place. This predicts a time of total devastation where both men and birds will flee, seeking some kind of refuge, but there will be none. And the fruitful land will become desolate. Why will all this happen? It is because of the fierce anger of God that will be poured out upon all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. I am reminded of that famous sermon by Jonathan Edwards called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Now, I remember being told in school that this was just some kind of a terrible fire and brimstone sermon, and I just imagined Jonathan Edwards just screaming at the people. In fact, he just read his message. He read his sermon very calmly, but it had such a powerful anointing upon it that people began to weep openly and were struck to the heart. And this began the Great Awakening. Now, unfortunately, many people today are like the Jews of Jeremiah's day. They have become complacent and they no longer fear God. And and so none of these things move them whatsoever. They're not expecting God's wrath. They are not expecting the Lord's coming. But for them, the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly like a trap. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be desolate. Yet I will not make a full end. For this shall the earth mourn and the heavens above be black. Because I have spoken, I have purposed and will not relent, nor will I turn back from it. The whole city shall flee from the noise of the horsemen and the bowmen. They shall go into thickets and climb up on the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, and not a man shall dwell in it. Now, even though all would appear to be doom and gloom, God would not make a full end. Not to his people, Judah. This would be temporary. They would go into Babylonian captivity for 70 years, but then he would restore them. And you know that even in judgment, God remembers mercy. Even during the great tribulation, when many people will be receiving the mark of the beast, God will send forth an angel to warn people not to take the mark. He still will be sending out the eternal gospel, telling people to fear God and believe in him and to call on the name of the Lord. You see, God remembers mercy even during judgment. We see this when God destroyed the earth with the floodwaters. Noah found favor with God and God always preserves for himself a remnant of his people. Seasons of chastening are times of testing to prove what is in our hearts and to see if we will follow the Lord no matter what. Now, God says he would not relent. This judgment would come and there was no turning back. All of Judah would be desolate, the cities destroyed, and the people would flee into the wilderness for safety. And when you are plundered, what will you do? Though you clothe yourself with crimson, though you adorn yourself with ornaments of gold, though you enlarge your eyes with paint, in vain you will make yourself fair. Your lovers will despise you. They will seek your life. For I have heard a voice as of a woman in labor, the anguish 
as of her who brings forth her first child. The voice of the daughter of Zion bewailing herself. She spreads her hand saying, Woe is me now, for my soul is weary because of murderers. This was the reason that the disaster was coming upon them. His bride had prostituted herself. She had gone after her other lovers. And she would clothe herself with crimson, adorn herself with jewelry, and put on makeup to make herself more attractive. Her lovers were the foreign countries, Assyria and Egypt, to whom she would turn for help, but they would despise and reject her and instead seek her life. She would then suffer the anguish of a woman giving birth to her first child who knows that both her and her baby would soon be put to death. A terrible time of destruction. Jeremiah saw it. He couldn't escape the vision of it. He couldn't be silent. He had to warn his people, but it would indeed be a great desolation that would come upon the land of Judah. And so God is so patient. He waits so long before he brings judgment. But let us not ever be deceived into thinking that God's patience is his approval. God is patient with us, giving us time to repent of our sins and to turn to him in faith and obedience. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that Judah refused to fear the Lord and her prophets prophesied lies. Therefore God would bring Babylon against her. But what would she do in the end? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.